Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, everyone. What's up? It's Brett here, bringing you another episode of the Rad Dad Show, the parenting podcast where we ask inspiring dads the question, what does it mean to be a rad dad? Well, Happy New Year, everyone. We're back, and we're super excited to bring you more conversations in 2023 with more amazing rad dads. I have to start by thanking all of you for listening to the show and connecting with us on social media, and especially to those of you who've reached out to let us know you're taking something away from the show. There is, I'm not kidding, there's nothing that makes us feel better than hearing feedback like that. So please reach out, let us know you're out there. This year, we have some amazing episodes in the works already that we're super excited about. So make sure to subscribe, make sure to give us a follow so you don't miss out. We're going to kick off 2023 with an interview with Danny Action, drummer for Canadian punk rock legends, the Black Halos. Danny's a father to two boys, age seven and two. And we had an amazing chat about following your passions and providing opportunities for independence for your kids. And we also connected over some difficult experiences we both had when our kids were really little, from problems at childbirth to colic later on. Danny also talked about his relationship with his dad. And of course, we talked about YouTube, which always seems to come up in conversations these days. It's such a double-edged sword. And I'd actually love to hear what you guys out there think and how you approach screen time with your kids. So shoot us a note in the comments or fire us an email. Let us know. And of course, we talked about the Black Halo's new album, How the Darkness Doubled, out now on Stomp Records and the band's Canadian tour, which is actually happening right now as this episode comes out. I have to mention, this episode felt like it was cursed when we were recording it. First, Danny's charger for his laptop broke, which kind of made us start a little bit late. And then we had constant internet issues throughout. But we soldiered on, and through the magic of editing, this one turned out really great, if I do say so myself. So big thanks to Danny for being a trooper through all that. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Here's Danny Action from the Black Halos on the Rad Dad Show. Danny, thanks for joining me on the Rad Dad Show. I'm going to start the way we always do by asking, who are you? I'm Danny Action. I, uh, I'm a father of two boys, seven and three, and husband, or sorry, two. <laughs> uh, I play uh, play music. I'm a tattooer. And uh, yeah, I play drums in the Black Halos. Right. Okay. So you're busy. And so... Okay, I, I have a question for you right off the bat here. You're a tattooer. Sure. Did, do you say tattooer or tattoo artist, or is it interchangeable? What, like, obviously, your preference is tattooer, but... Yeah, tattoo artist, tattooer works. Never tattooist. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> tattooist. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll stay away from tattooist. But yeah, I, I never know. It's kind of similar with like... Um, like hairdresser, I've seen like hair artist or hairstylist. And so I want to make sure I'm using the right right term with you. Oh yeah. I mean anything works. Yeah. Sweet. So where do you where do you tattoo? I in Etobicoke, Ontario, at a okay. place called Artworks. Okay, sweet. Um, okay, so that's kind of your your I guess we'll call it a day job, but um that's probably not just days. Um, but then you're also playing in Black Halos. You've played in some other bands over the years too. Yeah, I play in a band called Acids as well, guitar, and a band called Midnight Towers. Okay. 
Um, so kind of multi-instrumentalist too. Are you originally, yeah, yeah. are you originally a guitar player? Cause I've seen on your social yeah. media. Yeah. You have lots of guitars and stuff. So that's kind of your main, yeah. main deal. Kind of yeah, a little obsessed with guitars. <laughs> yeah. That's I have okay. quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, started out as a guitar player and then there was more of a need for drummers over the years. Yeah. Like if you, uh, if you're the drummer in town, you're, you're kind of half decent. Like you can find lots of opportunities, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And Everyone then, so needs a drummer. Yeah. And, and you're a dad of two. So, um, two boys and sorry, did you say seven and two? Seven and two. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, you know, this is a rad dad. So I have to ask you, do you consider yourself a rad dad? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty rad, I think. <laughs> I love that confidence. Um, if people are, you know, lots of times people are um, hesitant to give themselves a compliment. Yeah, I'm a rad dad. Um, <laughs> but that's what we're all about. It's like, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you're a rad dad. We're here talking about parenting. And that's like half the battle, I think, too, um, is just like, you know, thinking about it reflecting on it um so let me ask you what are like what are the qualities of a, a rad dad i think like huh you know being a good parent but kind of keeping yourself mostly okay keeping your interests and doing the things you like but also you know incorporating your children into it and just raising them right for the most part I think yeah. So there's that element of um your individuality and and what makes you you that fits into your definition of of being a rad dad. So to, like explain that to me. So what role does that play in your parenting? Kind of maintaining your 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 sense of self. I mean I'm not sure. Like I think just in life if you just live for for your kids, you're going to be pretty pretty depressed, right? If you just do everything for them and nothing for yourself, like if you just have your kids and right. nothing else that you know might not be. Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. Might not be as fulfilling or something. Right, right. I like. I think it also shows them that like they need to be themselves as well. Like have their own interests and. Uh, live their life for themselves as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I spent a lot of time with my kids. I, I only like my day job. I only work like three days a week or something. Okay. So a lot of the time I'm with them. So I just, you know, spend as much time as I can with them like that. And then when I'm off doing other things, they know that I'm just being me. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I think it's, I think it's good for them to, to know that, you know, they can be themselves and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I actually really like, this has come up on the show before, and this is something I feel actually pretty strongly about. Um, and I love to talk about because I, I think, you know, I think that is something that, that helps make you a rad dad, right. And, and a good parent is like everything that we do is all like, it's always modeling, right? So you model right. like being, being nice to people and like all those things you want your kids to do, you know, yeah, do your homework. Yeah. So I, you have to show them you can be responsible too, whatever it is. Um, but some of that is like, yeah, you know, follow your passions, 
that lots of people talk about, like, you got to follow your passions. I want my kids to follow their passions. And when they're seven and three and, and two, um, they may, you know, your seven or seven year old probably um, is starting to figure out some of those things, the things that they are interested in. And I, I totally agree with you. Like w- when you show them that you're excited about stuff and you're, you know, interested in things, they, they dig that too. They get excited about it too. Just like we do when they're excited. I see it in my own kids that they get stoked when they see that you're passionate about things. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My um, and so like, well, you kind of mentioned that you got, you spend a lot of time with your kids. Um, you have a lot of opportunity to spend time with your kids, which is awesome. How do you guys, do you guys like, like some of your passions would be around music. Like, is that something you guys sort of share together? How do you, how do you uh, work? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. My one, my seven-year-old is a little like seven-year-old metalhead. He's like obsessed with like metal. I, I'm, I'm not a metalhead myself, but like, um, yeah, it's just pretty cool uh, to see his interests. He's really into uh, like Slipknot, which again, I was never really into, but I've had to listen to them a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, like seeing him thrive, like making his own music and stuff is pretty awesome as well. So is he playing guitar? He's uh, he's hitting the strings, but like okay. he um, he sings a little bit and stuff, which is pretty yeah. cool. So That's we awesome. uh, we've done a couple songs together. <laughs> so like, have you guys uh, like recorded some things together? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Have you ever put that out anywhere, or just kind of? Kept um, it for not yet. I will though. Okay. I will, though. Yeah. I'll keep keep Rad Dads in the loop. We'll uh, we'll definitely help uh, share that when you do that. For sure. Yeah. He's uh, we're we're gonna shoot a little music video and stuff. It's gonna be pretty fun. Awesome. But yeah, oh, he's a he's a he's a cool kid. And so he's so he's interested in music. Yeah, he's he's kind of uh, gotten into, like, yeah, pretty much the same stuff I am. Yeah, that's cool. I, and I'm sure he just sort of picks up on that um, from seeing seeing you. What does he think about you know drummer in the Black Halos? What does he think about um, about that? I mean, I don't know. He yeah, he likes it a lot, but I don't know how much he understands it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Uh, he he yeah he knows it and he's watched our music videos and stuff yeah. like that but like he's never come to like a show or anything like that he's okay. never been to like a show like that so uh yeah i don't i don't know if he quite understands that i play in a band <laughs> yeah there's there's not a lot of opportunities too for kids um no to come to shows right no not at all be part of that like like a festival or something or like an all ages festival or something yeah yeah, which is part of why, like, we try and do the, the all-age shows because we find, like, um, you know, kids don't get a lot of opportunity to experience that, especially these days. Like, there used to be, I don't know what it was like, uh, like, where you grew up, but for me, there wasn't, a, like, there there was more all-ages shows back when I was a kid than there are now. Uh, it's just sort oh, of not, sure. yeah, not a too. thing anymore, right? Um, Unless and so, there is, and I just don't know it because... <laughs> I mean, I probably just don't pay attention to them as much. There might still be, but I think I'm in the same boat as you. I I, I haven't noticed any. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like it anyway. So it's kind of you know neat to have those opportunities to do that with your kid and expose them to it because yeah. it can be a little. I mean, we know it's it can be a little bit intimidating sometimes too for kids. So that's why we try and c- kind of create that. I was saying before we started that kind of safe space for kids to experience that. Yeah, he's been to like. Uh... 
like big cons. He went to like 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 I said, his favorite band is Slipknot. So um, Rich Jones from the Black Halos uh, brought him to his uh, first concert, and uh, it was a Slipknot concert, so it was pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, no way. What do you think about that? Oh, he loved it. Yeah, it's probably the greatest thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So is it like, obviously making music is a, a big part of things around your house. What about like listening to music? You guys listen to music together? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, in the house, in the car, everywhere. Yeah, and it sounds like, like I always think about like, well, I'm kind of broadening my kids' musical horizons. You know, I show them the stuff that I like and maybe they like it, maybe they don't. Um but you also broadening your own horizons. You were saying you're like, you never were into Slipknot before. And now maybe you're a little bit forced to listen to some of that stuff, but, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of neat to, to get that experience back from your kids. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He shows me a lot of cool stuff. It's, it's pretty fun. I like it. He's got a great personality when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's a, uh, it's just fun to hang out with him. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's what you're always shooting for. So when, I guess so. He, your your son, your oldest son, is seven. So what what was it like when you became a dad for the first time? Were you ready for that? What was going on in your life at that time? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I don't think anyone's really ready, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, we were. Uh, I, I guess we were pretty ready. Um, we had it, it wasn't an accident. We had planned him, so that was. Uh, that was good, I guess. I guess it's always um, a little scarier when it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we were um, not ready for the crying, but uh, <laughs> everything else, I think we were ready for. Yeah, I think he came out with some colic, so it was. Uh, yeah. It got it got pretty uh, crazy for a while, but um, yeah, I think we were pretty ready and uh, had a good time. We've had we've enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. How did I'm so you mentioned colic? How did you guys deal with that? Like, so we we had that experience with our second daughter, and it was like six months of like nonstop crying, and then all of a sudden it was like went away. Yeah, I can st- I can still hear the hear the cries in my head. Yeah, we tried everything, and then yeah, exactly, it's just like that, and then it's just gone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I know it's crazy. Like you're doing like the leg maneuvers and all that yeah. kind of stuff on the bed. And, you know, we, I remember just like walking around with my daughter, like holding her and bouncing her and she's just screaming in my face and like we couldn't do anything um, to soothe her. And like, literally it was like one day it just stopped. So you wonder like, is it like something anatomical that hasn't totally developed yet or what is it? So like, was that the same for you? It kind of just went away. Exactly the same. Yeah. We did all that kind of stuff, all these different maneuvers and like, you know, it was just like the, one of the most intense times. Yeah. And then, yeah, just like that, it just stopped. I don't know if we moved when he was about three months old. I don't know if it was, he stopped before that or right after. No, it must've been after three months is old. (laughs) I think, but yeah, it, it just all of a sudden, and then you kind of forget about it until you see the videos. <laughs> yeah. Looking back, looking back at the old videos and pictures and stuff. I know of you like, yeah, just like sitting there with this like screaming child. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, it's like something, you know, obviously no one can really prepare you for. Um, and you have to, you kind of almost just, you just do what you have to do to get through it. 
yeah there's a lot there was a lot of uh uh grandmother calls and stuff like yeah. that so yeah. so you guys have family around to help not well? anymore actually mm -hmm. we moved out to uh we were living when we uh when we first had him we were living in toronto okay and uh there, we had really no like immediate family around there so we moved out to the suburbs because my wife's family lived here and uh for the first like couple of years they really helped out a lot they moved away since and now we're stuck out here yeah, <laughs> but, uh, shoot. um yeah that's what happens when you get cheap rent and then all the rent goes up yeah yeah it's crazy everywhere yeah but um yeah so it was nice to have them like right away yeah like in the first after the first three we moved after he was three months old and yeah, my wife's mom really, really helped with that. And my mom as well. Yeah, it's nice to have that support around. It's kind of something we sometimes take for granted. You don't realize how important that is, uh, especially right off the bat. Right. So um, so it sounds like you were kind of mentally prepared for it. So no major fears about uh, becoming a parent. Were, you know, you talked about individuality. Were you worried that you might, you know, lose some of that? Or did, had you thought about I that? No, I don't think so. Um I'm sure I have along the way lost some of it, but uh, uh, no, it wasn't really a fear of mine. Like at that point, I just, re I really wanted to have a kid. I was already like, I think like 32 or something like that. And I just, I just really wanted to have a kid. Yeah. So I uh, got there mentally and yeah, it's been a struggle at times, but it, it's, you know, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. You kind of like, you'll experience like someone said, I'm trying to remember who said this now to me is someone on the podcast, but said like, you know, you'll, you'll experience like um, 10 times the, the negative feelings that you did before, but you'll experience like 10,000 times the positive or something, you know? So, right. You know, yeah. You, oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it was KJ from chicks dig it. Maybe said that. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 So, okay. So how's, how's being a parent changed you? I get real mad about things. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I'm like driving and someone cuts me off, I think about like my kids in the car rather than, than me. And I get a lot more angry. Things so, yeah. like the get off my line kind of thing. That's, yeah. that's happening a lot. <laughs> yeah. Old man yells at cloud. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've turned into that. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Um, like, is is it just around like, because I kind of feel the same way. It's funny you say that. Like, I feel like I, I was always so like easygoing before. And now like, I don't know if it's like the, is it the pressure of being a parent or like, well, maybe not the pressure or like the responsibility, or is it just that you're kind of thinking about your kids? I don't know what it is. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's probably a mix of all of it. Um, definitely some of the pressure of being it. And yeah, just like, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do if something happened to them. Yes. So that's just always in the back of my mind every day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that just, yeah, I don't know. It, it makes me a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a crazy road to go down, right? Like, um, and obviously there's people who, you know, they like their kids have, they get sick or they have a disease or, you know, heaven forbid they pass away or, you know, those things. And you kind of hear about those things and you you can't even imagine what it's like to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. I think about it all the time. Yeah. It's scary. 
Yeah. You never like, yeah, before you're a parent, you, you couldn't even imagine things like, like thinking this way all the time. Yeah. Like it's like in risk, uh, you're like in risk mitigation all the time. Like, okay, I don't yeah, want you to get yeah. hurt. I don't want you to get sick. You know, what can I do to, to help? Oh, right. You? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. We had a little scare. Like, I'm just thinking about this now. Um, we had a little scare when my oldest daughter was, she must've been about three and she had this like lump form on her arm, like out of nowhere. And in the end, it turned out to be like, I'll, I'll go there first. In the end, it turned out to be, she had been stung by a bee like oh. a week before on, on the other arm, like on the other, the finger on the other arm, like other oh, hand. Really? And then she developed this crazy lump on her arm and actually one on her neck as well. And it turned out to be like, um, she had this like infection and her lymph nodes were getting really swollen, but at first they couldn't figure it out. And like, of course, my mind is just like, well, she's got cancer or something. Course, yeah. Right. And so I remember like just totally losing my mind at that time. And thank God it was, you know, nothing serious. It ended up, you know, being totally fine. Um, but it kind of gave me that, that was probably my first glimpse into like, wow, like something could really go wrong here and it does mess you up. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, I've had like experiences with both of my kids. Like um, right after they were born, both of them were in the NICU for different reasons. Like my first one, his heart was beating like insanely fast. And yeah. so right away, right after like the first night of having him, he got taken away. <laughs> and then, oh my God. Uh, hooked up to all these like things. And it, it's just the scariest thing that's ever happened. And, uh, my second son wasn't as bad. He had like low blood sugar, low blood pressure. I, I can't remember what it was. Uh, something that wasn't that bad and they didn't seem as scared about it. But the same thing, he got hooked up to all the, uh, all the wires and stuff. And like, it was just, just scary to look at. Yeah. And especially in that, probably in that first experience too, where like, you've never been through this before. And all of a sudden, like you see your, you know, you're going through all those emotions, but you see your baby like hooked up to CPAP machine and, you know, all this stuff and they're in the incubator. And we went through that too with my oldest daughter. So it's our yeah. first experience as well. She had um, low oxygen when she was born. And so like right from the delivery room, it was like, yeah, we got to like see her. She, she cried and stuff, but they took her to this other room and they were like, oh, she needs to go to the ICU. And you're just like, oh, like, like what do yeah. I do? You're so helpless too. You have yeah, no, totally you don't know helpless, what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I know that feeling. But thankfully, it sounds like everything kind of turned out okay. Yeah, it was uh my and my first one was a couple, I think like three days he spent in there. Yeah, and like being like right away, it's like you go from like the happiest second of your life to like the most scared second of your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad everything turned out okay. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, they're doing good. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Too, like, what's that? Sorry. Oh, I'm glad, glad for you too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was the same kind of thing. Our, our daughter was in the, the NICU for, I think, two days and like on CPAP. And then things just kind of got better and it was all good. We were scared to go home though. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, was... um, luckily, my sister was a nurse at that hospital in like the maternity ward. Oh, wow. So, uh, staying wasn't that big of an issue. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we got, uh, 
pretty good treatment there. But yeah, but going home after that, yeah, you don't know if you you'll be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what was that adjustment like? Like, do you, do you remember thinking back uh, now? Like, do you remember what that was like sort of getting home and having to figure out the diapers and the, the swaddling and whatever else you, you do? The swaddling. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was tough. <laughs> I we forgot ended, about that. <laughs> we ended up just going with the, the, we called it the baby straight jacket, but it was a swaddle that had like Velcro on it. Yeah. Same and you basically here. just lock them in there. Too. That thing was great. Yeah. <laughs> we tried the blanket thing. The blanket thing just always came out. I couldn't fold it properly. It was yeah. it was a mess. But yeah, as soon as I found those like Velcro things, that was great. Yeah, they call what is it called? Like the magic ma- magic blanket or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. You kind of go through all those things, um, you know, at that time and you're you're learning so much. But when you I I find at least when I look back now, I'm like, well, yeah. Even we were talking about the colic thing. If I really think about it, it was horrible. But when I look back now, it's like, oh, I kind of forget how bad it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just yeah. I happened to like um, look at my my Google Photos last night. Yeah. And to, in that was videos of him doing that. So it's like fresh in my mind right now. Yeah. But uh, before that, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about uh, how fatherhood has changed you. So you said, um, like, you know, kind of feeling maybe it's that like protective, protective thing. How about in like, like positive ways? Um, like, what kinds of things have changed about you in, in maybe a positive way? More responsible, for sure. Yeah. I've been, uh, yeah, a lot more responsible. I'll, a lot calmer in different ways than before. Yeah. So, you know. I'll freak out if someone's driving bad, but like, you know, if someone shits on me, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, it's uh it's made me happier, it's made me more productive. I want to show them the things I've done, so I yeah. try to do more things, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's just made me all around better person. <laughs> Yeah. Is it like, maybe there's like that, that bit of accountability or something like, oh, I can't yeah. be like lazy and sit on my butt. Like my kids are going to see me not, you know, not like you said, be productive or whatever. You kind of want to show them. Yeah. I, I did this project or did that. And, and it kind of makes you feel proud to show them that. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. They don't all the time enjoy the thing that I'm showing them, but yeah. <laughs> they they might one day. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like you, you're always, you want to give them lots of experiences, I guess. And, and like, some are just boring too. like, Hey, come help me like, you know, nail this thing in or whatever it is. And some are going to be really exciting. Like come, you know, we'll play music, we'll record a song together. Um, But all those things are like, as you kind of think back to your own childhood, you think, oh yeah, those, those were important memories for me. Right. That's what I, I I found myself doing a lot is like looking back at my childhood trying to like figure out what what I liked about it and uh, what memories that made me feel good and then I try to like not recreate that but but give them sort of a similar experience to the things that I felt good about yeah so yeah I, I find myself looking back a lot are, are you able to talk about your relationship with your dad yeah for sure it was a uh, my parents broke up when I was in 
grade three, I believe. Okay. My my dad's been always a little less of the responsible one. <laughs> so um, he was just a little immature, I guess. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't live with him. So we'd see him and yeah, I don't know. He's a good dude, but he's just, I don't know. Not that responsible. <laughs> since since becoming a dad yourself, like has it has it changed your thoughts on on your own dad or your reflection on your own childhood at all? Or yeah, for sure. Um, like I try to like uh, not do certain things that he did, and then do yeah. certain things that he did. But um, I kind of want to be different than him. Yeah. Um, he wasn't the, the the most emotional person or yeah he uh i don't know how to put this he's he he was a heavy alcoholic okay and uh yeah he kind of just closes down he's a really depressed person as well okay so i enjoyed his, the relationship with him like something maybe my sister didn't as much but um, like, I took him for what he was. Yeah. And uh, like, I have a good relationship with him now, um, and I always have. It's just he's been like, maybe not the the best father figure. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I can see that your you know your wheels are kind of spinning, and you're you're trying to. Um... Yeah, I kind of articulate like what it is, and and you you want to be careful. I know you're you're wanting to be careful not to kind of say the wrong thing. I I appreciate you sharing what you have because I know that that's a personal uh, topic and a personal conversation. But I think it's important to um like how we reflect on on those things, right? Like no, I think no matter what someone's relationship is with their their parent or what their experience is, they're gonna take some some I guess positive things away from that. And they're going to take some negative things away from that. You know, my, you know, there's things I want to do a little bit differently than my dad did, but there's also lots that I want to emulate too. Cause I have good feelings about, you know, or good memories about certain things. And that's just kind of part of it, right? We kind of take all these experiences in our life and we try to bring it into our own parenting style. And so it's kind of important. I think it's, it's, you know, really important to be able to kind of reflect on that and, and acknowledge the things that, we didn't like too, because that helped right. shape us too. If we, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, maybe, maybe even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's not always just about like you know what did your father do that you you want to do. It's it might be what did they do that you don't want to do. Well, even some of the bad things that he did were good memories for me. Yeah, <laughs> like he used to. Um, That's interesting. He used to uh, when I was like a kid. He he'd have this bar he would go to and it was in a mall. So whenever we'd go spend the weekend with them, he'd go into the the bar and give us some couple of bucks and we'd just go around the mall having fun. I mean, that's probably yeah. not the best parenting move, but it was great for me. <laughs> yeah. You have that good memory of it. Yeah. Well, you get that, that, you know, that's interesting because there's, you know, it's maybe a whole nother conversation, but it's like independence as a kid. And we, I mean, we sort of like, even just generationally back then 
it was way more like I would say maybe acceptable to like send the kids outside for like the whole yeah. day, be back by supper time or whatever. And that almost like doesn't happen <laughs> anymore unless you kind of <laughs> no, got like yeah. a you, you, know, you don't see it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, there's so much, you know, you're worried about being judged by other people, like you're not, you know, watching over your kids enough. They could get hurt. They could, you know, and and I think those things are true. Um, and I'm one of those parents too. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't yeah, stay close to me. I need to be able to see you, right? Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's a bit of a different generation too. And I, there's probably like a, you know, there's somewhere in the middle that's probably the right thing. I'd like to get, like we have a little field in front of my house and like a little park around the corner. I'd love to just tell my kid, oh, just go run over to the park and play. But I don't know, I can't. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're just worried about like, well, what, like if something happens, like, you know, it's probably not going to, but if something were to happen, like you'd never be able to forgive yourself almost, right? You're always fighting with that in your head. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's still seven, so it's yeah, not like I have to let go yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are, are you kind of finding like, so my daughter's seven too. She just turned seven. I'm starting to find this is like an age where they are like really starting to kind of explore their own independence, their own personality um and it is kind of an interesting thing because oh, yeah, i'm starting 100%. to see like this just this morning my daughter she had told she actually told me this last night tomorrow i want to dress like a teenager i'm like well what the, what the <laughs> hell does that mean <laughs> but you know she's like she wants she was like well i'm gonna wear sweatpants i'm like okay is that what a teenager does i guess maybe and then she did her hair a little bit different <laughs> and it kind of gives you this glimpse of like oh they're you know it's not that long before they're going to be able to do their you know, like get themselves all set up for the day and go make their own decisions and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like happening really quick. Yeah. He went from being like, just so like dependent to like just doing his own thing now. Yeah. He just does what he wants. now. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool to see, but it kind of, you know, kicks up that, that protective mode, I guess a little bit too, where you're like, okay, they can go like get on YouTube by themselves and they can, you know, play with their friends by themselves. And what, like, what are they getting into that? I, you know, that I need to watch for. Yeah. Yeah. My son watches a little too much YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. We have to like, you know, set, like we're starting to have to set expectations. I was looking last night, my TV can actually like lock youtube i was like oh should i do that or is that like now i'm like you know now i'm like um affecting like you know her trust or you know whatever that the trusting relationship so you just never know it's like it's hard to navigate those things i've contemplated like stuff like that too and then i was like even like the the kind of not bad stuff he watches but like uh just the, the stuff that is a little more risque as far as a seven-year-old mm -hmm. is, uh, I, I don't know. A lot of it, he's like taken out good things from it. Yep. So I kind of like, it kind of puts me in this like balance where I kind of want to restrict him a bit, but I kind of don't want to restrict him because he's learning his own stuff. Yeah. They, they so learn they, hard. They pick up on that stuff, right? They learn new terms and concepts and whatever. And, and yeah, that is neat to see. I think it does help them mature a little bit. There might just be that need to like the way the way we kind of approach is like, well, if you're going to watch YouTube or whatever, like I'm going to kind of check in pretty regularly because I like sometimes you can spiral off into some weird 
stuff that's maybe inappropriate or whatever. So yeah, there's um, weird stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even the stuff that's like, you know, quote unquote age appropriate. Like some of it seems like it was like, you know, like AI generated or something. And it's like, it's like, yeah, not, it's so weird and bizarre. Yeah. There, I mean, like, even like, like the toddler videos, they just see, it seems like they're a robot. Like yeah. they, they, they start singing like the, the normal songs, like wheels on the bus, but then they're like, like, I don't know, it like changes weird parts about it. <laughs> like yeah. different lyrics and stuff. It's, it's strange. Yeah. I don't know if you like, do you like, uh, are you familiar with like Tim and Eric? Tim and Eric awesome um, show. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't watched it, but yeah, like I've I've heard of them. Well, it's like really you know absurd, weird comedy, weird stuff, like crazy video effects and stuff. And I feel like some like kids YouTube is like that. Like you're just like, what the hell is this? And your kids are like <laughs> mesmerized by it because yeah. it's so weird, and they don't realize it's like, yeah, I don't know, it's like brain poison. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some of it. So yeah, it's always a balance, right? That's the whole thing. I guess speaking of of balance, um, you know, for example, you guys have a tour coming up. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, how, like, how do you guys achieve that balance at home? Um, you mentioned you have a fair bit of time. Like when you're home, you've got lots of time with the kids. But how how does that work when you're away? Um. Well, this one, my wife's mom's coming over, so that's going to be okay. But I, it's I'm pretty decent. Like, that's haven't really like played much in the last few years obviously yeah i guess that's right COVID and everything so my two-year-old is he was a covid baby so he hasn't really experienced any of that i've gone i think the last time i went away to play he i don't even think he was born yet yeah no he wasn't no so i I played locally but like yeah the last time i went, went away was even before that kid was born so i haven't had to deal with it too much We'll see how this one goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily we've got some, you know, whatever FaceTime and all that kind of stuff, right? So we can yeah, still remain yeah. connected. This what this little run we're doing is just like like we're going to BC for a couple of days and then we're back in Ontario. So it's it's like a weekend away almost, maybe like five, four or five days away. So I, it's not gonna be too big of a deal. And then even when I'm when we have the shows here, um, I might be away from them for like maybe two days. So it's it's yeah. not really going to test it too much. But... Yeah, you're kind of doing like a weekend at a time sort of thing, a few days at yeah. a time. Yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Um, are you guys based out of Toronto now or like the Toronto area now? Um, Sort of. Uh, the band's based out of Vancouver, but... That was what I thought. Pretty yeah. much all the guys that were in the band in Vancouver are either not in the band or live in Ontario, except for Billy the singer. Okay. So Billy's still in Vancouver. This is pro- probably the reason that I'm in the band. Um, uh, Rich Jones and Jay Millette, the the original guitar players, yep. both live here. So in order for them to like you know play and stuff, it made more sense to have guys locally for them. So me and John. The bass player um, made more sense for us to be with them here, so that's how probably how we're part of the band. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So it's yeah, just Billy who's who's in Vancouver, and then yeah, then we only have to fly one guy around. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So well, let's talk about let's talk about Black Halos. You have a new album out. Tell me about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, it's so, great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's been uh, in the works for a little while. It's finally out, and uh, I think uh, all the vinyl sold out the day it came out. So no one yeah. has it. That's good. Pe- <laughs> people were excited about new Black Halos, and this is kind of you know back to. Um, oh, oh shoot, are we good? Can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I was just saying people are excited about new Black Halos, and you know back to you know part of the original lineup as well and so there's some excitement around that right and um you know i've seen lots of reviews kind of talk about this you know return to form and i i think i have to agree like this album kicks ass it sounds so good um big, man. yeah what's the reception been like for you guys like pretty good yeah well no one said they hated it yet so that's always good news <laughs> <laughs> well but, uh, it- yeah I, I enjoy the record myself we've been working on it for for, for a while so um, I'm so happy it's out now, and uh, yeah, every all the reception has been great. Had good video views on the videos and stuff, so yeah, we're really happy about it. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you've got so you've got you mentioned you've got a tour coming up. So tell me a little bit about the tour. Yeah, it's just a small little thing. We're just doing a couple of dates. Uh, we're doing a Vancouver on Friday of next week, and then uh, then we're going to Victoria. And then we're flying back. <laughs> and then we're going to do uh, some dates here uh Toronto, London, Hamilton. Okay. Other plans for, for touring? I know you guys were teasing like a bit of Europe and stuff like that. Is we're that hoping, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're hoping. Hopefully that's in the works. Uh, we'll see. Um, I'd like to get out there. I've not, I've myself have never been to Europe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so okay. that would be fun to go. Yeah, totally. When yeah, you, I would love to go out there. When did you join the band? Uh, I'd say four or five years ago at this point. Okay. But most of that's been um, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of like that, you know, the excitement of that happening and the whatever momentum you had with any band at that time just right. like tanked, right? Yeah, what right before all the lockdowns like i think it was like um january 2020 we were out in vancouver and we did like two huge shows at the rickshaw like two nights and it was like the momentum was so great and then just everything was stopped yeah just brutal hey and you guys had released uh like around that time you guys released your um like b-sides rarities collection right yeah we released a few things there's that we released um you had an ep that came out too yeah we've had oh here there right here uh yeah we put out uncommon wealth and we put out a uh another one for uh chai pig when chai pig died right and uh yeah that was a fun one like great song came out of that one really like that one but yeah, we've been we've been like during all of COVID because I I, record, I have like a little studio downstairs, yeah. and uh, Rich, the guitar player, has a studio. So we've been sending stuff back and forth the whole time, uh, working on things throughout all of lockdown and stuff like that. So it's been pretty fun, actually. Yeah, it's good you managed to to stay busy and stay active with the band during that time. I don't know that everybody's been able to kind of figure out how to do that. So it's good you guys were able to to make that work. Yeah. And it kind yeah. of cul- culminates in this this release. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, most of it was uh, recorded. Well, I guess it's still a pandemic, isn't it? 
It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We're kind of, yeah, no, are we sure? I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> we know this is still out there and, and we just don't, nobody knows really like what's going to happen now. Right. I just realized that the entire time I've been looking at the wrong side of my phone, my camera's over here, isn't it? <laughs> it's okay. My, uh, <laughs> my camera's up here and I always, it always looks like I'm looking down below for whatever reason, because it's an external camera. So it's all good. But yeah, we've been like demo, demoing all sorts of stuff. We writes a lot of songs. So we have like great songs. So hopefully we can do something with those. Awesome. Yeah, so there might be some more material coming our way at some point here. Hopefully, yeah. Where can uh where so tell me where can people find Black Halos online? Where should they look for information about tours and stuff like that? Um I would just go to uh probably our Instagram. Uh I, we have a a link tree with all the uh info on there. Um yeah, our Instagram is probably the best place to go, I'd assume. Um yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard someone. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll put up some links uh, when the episode comes out. I'll put up some links so people can find you guys and see what's what's going on. So the album's "How the Darkness Doubled." I'm super yeah. stoked about it. Um, it's great. Love it so much. Um, ho- hopefully, I don't know. You guys have any plans for hitting anywhere else in Canada? We'd love to see you in Edmonton. I would love to go out there. Yeah, I haven't been out that way in a while, so that would be great. Um, yeah, I guess stay tuned and hopefully, okay. hopefully we do. Yeah. Another great thing about that record was um, we got uh, Michael Monroe right. to sing on it too, which was so awesome. I've been a fan of his for so many years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, kind of beside myself, like thinking about it just to be on a song with him was super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and because like Rich plays with, with Michael, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's really, really special for you guys. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, like I said, we'll put put up some links and help people find the new record. Um, I really want to thank you for your time today. This has been really great chatting with you and uh, yeah, getting no to know you a little me. bit and and you sharing your experiences as a dad. Do you have any advice for dads out there at all? Or maybe yeah. maybe um, people who are are new dads. I say just maybe don't put your kids in a box. Okay. Not, well, also. <laughs> like literally um, don't put yeah. them in a box. <laughs> yeah, also literally. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, um, I just feel like a lot of people try to do things the same way as everyone else. Yep. And I feel like there's a, a lot of things good about not doing that. And uh yeah, that's how we kind of try to live our lives over here is not doing the same thing as other people. Not to like a fault, hopefully, but <laughs> no, yeah, I, we just uh, like to think, think outside of the box on things. Yeah, I think a the- like a theme of our discussion today is individuality. Yeah. And it's like for, for us as dads, um, but also for our kids and giving them the opportunity to become who they want to be. So I think that's great advice because um, you're right. Like we can just get in this um, this rut of like, oh, you know, everybody else in the neighborhood put their kids in soccer. Like, do, do we need to sign up for soccer? Do we like 
may like I don't know how important all that is. Like you kind of you want to give your kids it's a balance, like we talked about before. You want to give your kids right, experiences yeah, I feel like, and let them choose. Yeah. I feel like I, I I also feel like that I don't want them to feel left out of things as well. Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah. you, you know, I think just being attuned to it is is what's important, right? So if you you know supporting your kids and in, in what they what they're passionate about so yeah i like that thanks man this has been a great chat we had a little bit of technical difficulty but we worked through it, it was yeah all sorry good. about that yeah no internet it's, here <laughs> no it's totally fine um yeah again appreciate your time and um yeah congrats with the new record good luck with the upcoming tour and hey, yeah cool. hopefully we'll see you in edmonton uh sometime soon yeah hopefully soon yeah Thanks for having me, man. You bet. Yeah, thanks, Danny. Appreciate your time. All right. That was Danny Action on the Rad Dad Show. Thank you so much, Danny, for joining us. And thank you for listening. Like I said before, if you like this episode, it would mean so much to us if you drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're looking for more Rad Dad's content, find us wherever you get your podcasts. Or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show. And on Facebook and Twitter. And hey, here's something new for 2023. Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at at Rad Dad Show. And hey, you can also head over to YouTube to watch all these interviews as well, including this one. And wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Please, it helps us a lot. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime, and in between time, Stay rad.